everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. Thank you for hanging out for the second hour of our sparkling show here on My Talk 1071. Very, very sparkling. We sparkle. We sparkle. Um, and uh, this guess what time it is. It's time for top two in hour two. Give me the old one, one, two, one, two. And now the Weekly Dish presents Top Two, Top Two. The top two. Pick your best two. In our two. All right, give me two, will you? Will you? All right, it's the time of the show in which we talk about the things that we are sort of obsessed with this month. Can I just call out something funny? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, this is to Mark, and I won't hear your last name because I'm going to shame you a little bit. Oh. He, he was the guy that had called in, oh. and you gave all the great Stillwater recommendations. Okay. He's follows it was Michael. Up. Okay, well. Oh, anyway. It's Mark, maybe it's not even the same person. Uh, but it says heading to Stillwater in an hour. So I'm assuming this is the same guy. Could you send me that list that Stephanie went over? I didn't have time to write it down. Um, no, Mark, I'm on the air with Stephanie. I can't be typing and being your receptionist in between the show. Sorry. And I'm not your scribe. <laughs> Just like, uh, no, Mark, sorry. Service journalism is hard. Oh, but the show will be posted laughing. after. Yeah, and yeah. it's on Facebook Messenger, which, you know, it's all very immediate, right? Right. Oh, it's hilarious. That is funny. I know. Okay, Mark, sorry. You're going to have to find that one on your own. Yeah, we, yeah, we can't do it at the I don't. Moment. I do know she started at Feller, so start there. And if you find your way to No Neck Tony's and you just stop there, you'll be fine. Oh, my God. It is hard with radio because people are driving, you know, and they don't want to stop and they don't. I'm hearing Yes, you. but we're also on the air, no, like I, producing oh, a show. I it know. requires a lot of things happening. It already drives me a little nuts when you're trying to type things in and you're not looking at me when I'm talking to you. Yes, that's hard. People. I know. And it's I hard. get yelled at by Laura and Julia because I'm bad multitasker. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So anyways, and now we're at the top two in hour two. Top two hour two. What do you got? <laughs> What's your first one? Okay. My first one is a place I think I've mentioned before, but I feel like it's worth mentioning again because it is patio season and Bardo in Northeast Minneapolis yeah. is just a really beautiful place to eat yeah it is the food is um very special but not too special that it feels like you need to have fancy pants on or a fancy dress like it's a neighborhood place but it's just so well crafted very beautiful food great wine recommendations they had a uh a rosé basket out with th- five of the rosés that they had in this basket. I knew three of them and they're exceptional. They have three sommeliers coincidentally on staff that are all women. So that spoke to my heart. Yep. And they have like a kitchen garden right outside the back door of the kitchen. That patio is gorgeous. Yeah. And I just, as we get into patio season, their annual tea, they made this sweet green pea and it just tasted like spring in your mouth. It was so delicious. So yeah. Bardo Northeast, Kitty Corner from Surdix. If you haven't been for a while, go back. It's yeah, very fresh. It's lovely. Um, okay, my first one is actually going to be an article that I'm going to post on our website. After I'm done talking, I won't be posting it right now. Because be, I'm going to focus on you're talking focus to on you. speaking with you. Uh, so there is a great article in the San Francisco Chronicle. I told you guys that I've sort of started you know, like watching what they're doing over there um, a little bit more intently. And they have a great article by a woman named Urmila and she is a Minnesotan. And not only is she a Minnesotan, she used to be an intern at MSP mag. And she's one of those lovely people who during the beginning of artists, like we have an intern lunch and we kind of talk about things and they all, of course, ask me, Hey, how do you get into being a food writer and a food reviewer? And it's like, Oh yeah, you don't just get here, you know? 
And the thing, the number one advice I say to people is, if you want to do this job, if you want to be in food and you want to talk about food, you have to go live in food. You can't just come out of J school and then think you're going to be a food writer. I'm like, you have to go live in food. You have to work in a restaurant. You have to go cook somewhere. You have to go uh, serve. You have to, or something. You have to be, immerse yourself in that world because otherwise you're just another person who's like sort of saying, hey, I like pizza. This is what pizza is. Like, yeah. There's plenty of that if you want to stand out if it's that meaningful for you fine get into it and she did and she did and she basically started with a job at kitchen in the market with molly and then she went to san francisco and then she worked you know on farms and on vineyards and she helped write edible magazine and she did i mean she did all this thing and now she's writing at the san francisco chronicle which has to feel really rewarding i am so I love when they're birds that you've touched. Like, they make yes, themselves. And, like, I'm but not responsible for she. No. Her talent is her talent. But, like, just Maybe the fact. Maybe you just puffed up her feathers just a little bit. I just, I love that she's doing what she wanted to do, that she set out to do. And she wrote this beautiful story, you guys, about the living recipe. And it's, they have a great little package in the Chronicle right now about recipes. And they're the kind of the weird role in our lives. And I really encourage you, if you don't have digital description, just to even, or subscription to kind of sign in for that. You can get 99 cents for three months if you want to start out. But the Chronicle is doing some really great food writing. And she's writing about how the, the, the food of her family, you know, uh, her, family recipes are all being passed down verbally. And so it's a living cookbook. And she's, she says she's, she basically says she's the sixth generation edition of this living cookbook. That's cool. And I just love it. And so I'm going to put it, I really want you to read it. It's beautiful. It's about, she's talking about how she's in the Minnesota maple, Maplewood, Minnesota kitchen, you know, while the, the soundtracks are playing and she and her aunties and everybody else are chopping and peeling and it's just beautiful. So I want you to read that. That's my first one. All right. My second is a cookbook that I got for my birthday called The Vegetables Unleashed. It is Jose Andres cookbook. He is the um, Spanish man that has been feeding a lot of people in Puerto Rico, feeding a lot of people in the United States. He's been nominated for a Nobel Prize, actually. And it is a cookbook all about vegetables and how to get more vegetables in your life. And I'm feeling a little obsessed with vegetables because I might get some in a garden in Ely, but <laughs> fingers crossed. <laughs> I always want to say that is a gorgeous book. It's beautifully shot. It's, you know, wonderful. And, and I looked at like it and I was like, full Spanish oh, squash blossoms. I know. And like, I was thinking about like the asparagus and like, well, you're not getting asparagus. Okay. And we you're not going to get asparagus, but blossoms. I know I wouldn't get it for a couple of years, but yeah. Yeah. So I just, I love beautiful cookbooks. And I'm thinking about Spain and thinking about yeah. France as I'm heading out. So. I love that. The design on that was, I was just saying that for me, it feels it feels like I wasn't, but I just paged through it. But the photo work is beautiful. Vegetables Unleashed, it's yeah. called. Okay. Uh, so my second one is actually ice cream. And I know that you've been eating a lot of ice cream. Oh, have I ever. Whew. But as we're going to talk a little bit later in the hour about um, things that you can do for your Memorial Day grab and goes and pickups and that kind of stuff. You know, I mean, I feel like if you're going to a picnic and you're like, oh, I don't want to make another potato salad or whatever. I, I was wanting to encourage you to think about just grabbing a pint of ice cream and going and get and bringing that to your hostess because even if it doesn't get put out that day, they will adore you later for it. And the one I'm going to tell you is <laughs> butter caramel salted swirl from Izzy's. Oh, <laughs> listen, you get a dollar, you get one Izzy buck, you know, when you buy a single or double scoop or a pint of the butter caramel 
Salted. You do? Swirl. Why do you get a for buck? the month for the month of May? Like you've got oh, a couple more days. Is shoot what I'm saying. I'm heading out of town, I but know. I could still get there on I the know. way home. <laughs> I'm just telling you that butter caramel salted swirl Yum. is maybe the thing I look for because I Jake and I like sit at, and we're like if we're gonna buy an ice cream pint or whatever we kind of have a discussion, you know? Because it's like some people like chocolates things they want their marshmallow aspect they you have to have you know you cannot have peanuts or those kind yes. of things and because i'm not going to buy like a ton of it i always think we'll just get one pint we'll split it so we have these arguments and for me the most important thing is a caramel situation like i need a caramel swirl i need to be able That's to access funny. a river of caramel <laughs> with my fork and get in there and anything else is like you know tertiary i so don't fish care food is good Fine. Which one? Fish food. Yeah, I'm all in for fish food. I do like fish yep. food. Colbert's, whichever that one is too, I think is pretty good. The American Americone Dream, I think that one is for Ben and Jerry's. But there's, but yeah, I mean, do you have a thing? Is your do you have an ice cream deal breaker? No. Okay. I uh, eat it all. You eat it. I mean, and I do eat it all too. But I'm just saying, if it comes down to it, when like, I finished the pint of stracciatella from yeah. Sweet Science Ice Cream, I was rejoicing because it meant. I didn't have to have it in my house for a while. Yeah. See, this is why it's good to have like a, sh- like, that's why it's good to have an agreement. Cause then I know, cause I could just say, well, you get yours and I'll get mine. But that means that I'm going to eat right, Stephanie. the entire. It's yeah. like when you are with people that don't drink wine and you open a bottle of wine and then you <sighs> realize later on how much of the wine that only you drank. Yeah. You always need to share. Yeah. Only drink things you can share. Yes. It's- that's my. Advice. That's a good idea. Okay, you had a hot take. You want to? I did because start? yesterday we talked about what is a hot take. And last you, week, yeah, yeah, last week, and I had no idea, <laughs> and now I know, and so I'm seeing hot takes everywhere. So there was a question of why are you still drinking Lacroix, and I was a little irritated at this writer from Eater who thought she was all like up in our business about Lacroix. Yeah. She was like, why is that are our you? He- is that our Hillary Dixler? What, who I think it, it is Hillary oh, Dixler. I was just so annoyed. Uh, no, this is Lindsay Weber. Oh, okay. She's like, why are you still drinking LaCroix when basically it's just a water flavored with crappy stuff in it when you could really be drinking a Spindrift, which Spindrift has real fruit juice in it and only tastes like the fruit because there's no crap in it. So she was putting LaCroix against Spindrift. And how did you feel about that? I thought she was annoying. <laughs> I liked her points, though. And I do like Spindrift. I feel like I'm the only human in the universe besides all my teenagers who all think that Spindrift is crap. Hate it. You do? Yep. How can you hate something that's just water and fruit juice? It's not. It's like, it's the the orange mango. I mean, it is water and fruit juice, but it's so bitter and weird it's imbalanced it's not right okay it's not good i do like i'll give you the lemon one but all the other ones are like not they're imbalanced and so it's just it's really sharp and not flavorful it's not quenching i'm not saying Lacroix is either but i just don't like spindrift okay that's really funny yeah i do like spindrift yeah i don't know that it's going to replace my Lacroix simply because i still feel like i should drink Lacroix, but you shouldn't do anything. You should. Want well, and to do her point anything. too is it's owned by some creepy eighty-seven-year-old man now who's a Me Too, possibly okay. sex. I mean, I know. I got. I allegedly. know that we have to like now get everybody's <laughs> moral compass read before we take a bite of a sandwich. Okay, we're gonna take a quick break. When we come back, we are gonna talk about some fun smoky things and Memorial Day stuff. We'll be right back. This is the weekly dish, and we're brought to you by El Burrito Mercado. Welcome back to the weekly dish. I'm Stephanie Hansen. Hey, Steph March. And we are here with Mr. Eric Larson. And kind of a funny story. 
So he reached out to me and he was like, hey, do you ever want to talk about smokers? And I actually have been thinking about smokers because I might be getting one. And I said, sure, come on on and let's talk about smokers. And he sits down in the chair across from me and turns out he's my niece's uh, best friend's dad. So hi, Eric Larson. (laughs) Welcome to the show. Yeah. Yeah, Nice to see you. Nice to see you. So you reached out to me and talked talked with me about smokers. And I'm really interested in smokers. And I think we think about smokers as we get like into these big holidays. Yeah. Uh, What got you into smoking meats? It was kind of accidental. I got a reward at work of a cheap Brinkman smoker. It's like a $65 smoker at the time. And didn't work real well, so I started modifying it and then figured out, gee, this is pretty easy to do. I can throw a pork shoulder on before I go to bed, get up in the morning, you know, by lunchtime it's ready. It, it ends up being kind of a no-brainer hobby once you get into it and kind of, and then I started getting better equipment and get, expanding and saying, okay, now I can do ribs, now I can do brisket, now I can do, hey, how, how about, a, can I make bacon? Can yeah, I make I can, bacon? Oh, I wait, make, I can make, I make bacon. My own bacon. And then I said, oh, can I make Canadian bacon? Yeah, I can smoke my own Canadian bacon. So wow. it just kind of evolved over time. So you're smoking, like you brought in some beef jerky, you brought in some cheese, mm-hmm. you said you've smoked eggs. What do you yeah. do with a smoked egg? You uh, eat it. <laughs> well, you make, you make deviled eggs out of it, which um, you hard boil it, peel it. I just throw it on my smoker when I'm smoking something else. 30 minutes, that white just absorbs oh, the yeah. smoke and then make deviled eggs. And everybody that bites into like, them are like, what? I've never had this. This is different. And, yeah. And I basically call it my oven on the patio. Anything you could do in your oven, you yep. can do on there. Because mm-hmm. depending on your smoker, you can run it from charcoal. You can get down as low as you want. But, you know, the electric and the other ones, you can go anywhere from 225 to five 700 degrees. So Yeah, it is. Can, it's just another oven. Yeah, you can do. Right. I do turkeys every Thanksgiving and Christmas and Yum. So what's your smoker now? Talk about which one. This is what you're using. I use the Weber Smoky Mountain. It's a charcoal smoker. It's got two levels. It's got a water pan to regulate heat if you want to. Mm -hmm. After a while, you'll figure out by fuel how to regulate the heat. Um, It gives me a lot of flexibility because I can do cheese, which if you have an electric like the Traeger or uh, one of those models, the Bradley, they have certain, you may only be able to get down to like 175 or 150. Yeah. Cheese melts at 100. Okay. So yeah. you have to you keep, gotta keep it. It's really, truly cold smoking. You have to, light, I light one or two briquettes. Yeah. And then put some wood on top of it to generate the smoke. So right. if you're going to do an electric smoker, because mm-hmm. I can't have charcoal fire on my um, cabin because yep. it's there's a big fire risk, what would you recommend for electric? If you want a combo that does both smoking and grilling, Traeger makes a great product. Okay. Um, they're, they are called Traeger grills, but they have a smoke mode. Mm -hmm. Bradley, if you've seen them in outdoor stores and stuff, they look like a small apartment refrigerator or dorm fridge. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And they have a a control panel and you just set the temp and you, they have a tube you stick in with your wood chips and it sits on the electric heater. The tube does, and it generates the smoke. Okay. Um, those depending on the size you buy and limits how much you can do. Sure. Um, and it just depends if you're doing it for a few people, for a party or something, that's all you really need. What is, what is your favorite meat to smoke? And can you over smoke something? Like I think once I had someone smoked something and it was so smoky, it was just not good. Yeah, chicken and turkey can easily be over smoked. They take smoke a lot better than beef. Pork's kind of in okay. between. Yeah. So beef, you can throw as much smoke as you want at it, like a brisket, and you won't, you won't over smoke. Okay. It. I tend to run like applewood which is a milder wood. The fruit woods are very mild. And then 
I'm not a big heavy smoke person. Okay. So I throw it on a little bit at the beginning. I don't really add a lot. And then, if, especially using charcoal, that gives a lot of flavor anyway. So you yeah. need to add a lot of it. Um, I've, I've also had food where people just keep throwing smoke. Smoke, smoke, smoke. smoke. <laughs> yeah, too much. Yeah. Where do you get your meats that you smoke? Like, are you partial to any particular place? I usually, uh, I'm a member at Costco, so I get my, all my stuff there. Okay. So they have a real consistent meat product. Um, some people like for pork shoulders, which I'm doing on Memorial Day. Um, some people like bone in. Costco doesn't, they debone the ones they have are deboned. Yep. I, I really don't care. It, it still turns out a great product. So Sam's has bone in. Yeah. Um, Why do you, th- I guess it's just like grilling. Some people like the bone because they feel like you get more fat and yep. more flavor. And and on a pork shoulder, it's good presentation too, yeah. because when it's done and done right, you can grab that bone and just slide it out clean as can be. And people, <laughs> go, people go, what? what? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Whoa. Oh my God! What are what are some of your favorite um, ways to smoke, or what kind of things are you known for? Well, um, my jerky has gotten very popular. Is it beef? Um, Beef jerky. I've also done goose. I've done uh, wild turkey jerky. Basically, the one thing you'll find, and I didn't bring any open for you guys to try, but you guys will let me know or let your listeners know, is doing it on the smoker. You add a little smoke flavor, and you can pull it off at the tenderness you want. Versus a dehydrator, which right, and the biggest feedback I get is, it's not leather. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, because a lot of jerky is so jerky-ish. Yeah, if that's a word, break your tooth. Yeah, it just it gets too <laughs> tough, and then and that's you know exactly that's not exactly the, what you're going for when you get jerky. You want right. that like you know intensity, but you don't want it to like be a chore. Right. Yeah, and then um, I started making my own bacon, and that's become popular with my friends. You know, like I know you have a cabin, and going up to the cabin, it's yep. easy to. I pack everything in, in uh, the food saver, you know, and yeah, you know, you can just take that. I I tell people I can give sell it to you in a chunk, or I can slice it for you, you know. And some people like the chunk; they can cut it as thick as they want. Then, so you make what is bacon? I know it's pork, but pork. is it like a pork side? Pork belly. Pork belly. Oh, okay, and yeah. <laughs> and it's just a salt and sugar cure, no chemicals. I do it about a, five days to a week, and then I just rinse it off and smoke it, and mm-hmm. take it above one forty. My last batch I was on for four or five hours. And wow. Then, yeah. And then it was about 145 when I took it off internal temp and then freeze it because you're going to fry it again. Yeah. So. That yeah, sounds It's going to cook again, right? Yeah. yeah every, so. It's probably the one food that everybody has the least worry about yeah. any, any illnesses. Yeah. Because it's always, you're, you're although cooking I it, eat it raw. Cooking it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the only human who eats it raw. Let oh. me ask you this though. So you are, cause we were just talking about how you, see, when you get into smoking and you start mm-hmm. to kind of, and I think this is true because it's, it's a technical thing and you find it's easy and then you kind of get into the magic of it and the artistry. And you said, and for me, like I've always thought, I want to build a smoker. And mm-hmm. you just told me that you built one out of a file cabinet. Yeah. Uh, the trick is finding the old metal file cabinets. Yeah. But I basically just cut the doors off. Um, Took the drawers out. Yeah. Left the slides in. Yeah. Went to Home Depot. Got I think they were twenty bucks a piece for expanded metal. They fit right into the drawer or onto the slides. Yeah. And then uh, left the bottom drawer in and put a pan in there for the charcoal with a little rack. And it's, it's cool. Wow. Yeah. I know. And it it's it's definitely a conversation piece on the patio and it works and that's the thing. I've cooked ribs. I've smoked salmon in it. You know I've done. All it has to be is like it can it has to be. Sealed, obviously, right. when you shut it, and those old those old steel ones, you can find those at Bauer Brothers, by the way. You and, know, in yeah, and you can find any Goodwill. And I mean, most companies are giving them away because yeah. they, yeah. they don't have files anymore. Nobody has files anymore. You're right. <laughs> I know. This is a it's revolution. Mm-hmm. I like this idea. 
All right. So for Father's Day, is there like a basic um, thing to like, if I get a smoker, what is the first thing I should smoke? What's the easiest thing to start? A pork shoulder. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You cannot screw it up. Basically, you put a thermometer in it. When the thermometer says 200, pull it off, wrap it in foil for, for, uh, for an hour, and you'll be able to pull it apart with your hands or with two forks. All right. Eric Larson, smoker extraordinaire. <laughs> Thank you for coming on and talking to us about smoking meat. I'm sure people will be smoking this weekend. You're yeah. making your pork shoulder this weekend. Yeah. And uh, they can follow me on Larson underscore Eric on Instagram. Okay. All my, all my pictures are there. And Larson we'll put underscore a link on the, Eric. On the, on the Facebook. Right. And, and reach out with any questions anybody has. Oh, so nice. Awesome. You can be our own personal smoker master. <laughs> I love it. All right. We're going to take a break. You're listening to The Weekly Dish presented by El Burrito Mercado in Minneapolis and in St. Paul. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. Uh, I just want you to know, I just read a really funny tweet that said, $3,000 grills are what happens when men walk into Lowe's unattended. Stay vigil. It's so true. <laughs> you can follow um, our guest, Larson underscore Eric, E-R-I-C, and he's smoking in Minnesota. He's got all kinds of things he's smoking there. Fun. Good. That's fun. Well, it is the day. It is the weekend for like, it's the kickoff to summer. You know, it's the idea that we can finally get out there and grill and smoke and hang out in your yard and sit on the patio. And I don't know if there's a lot of parties happening. You're going to Europe. You're just ditching us completely. So whatever. There'll be a party yeah. at the Musée Il de France. tomorrow. She'll be on the Il Musée de France. That is not a word. Um, I know you have to practice that. But we will all, the rest of us will be at, I think, backyards and barbecues and all the fun stuff. And I will be attending one uh, that I'm excited about where there is normally a bourbon slush. Oh, is that the uh, that would be a Herman's? that would be a, a party in South Minneapolis that I shall like remain it. nameless. Um, but nonetheless, there are lots of things to bring, and if you are going, the biggest question is what can I bring? Right? If you're not hosting, I'm not even going to try to get into this if you're hosting because that's like that's so there's so much to think about. But I mean, maybe you're just a person who has been invited somewhere or, you know, it's part of a potluck thing. Cause I do think that having, as I'm getting older and older and I'm, you know, failing at my dinner parties at my own home <laughs> on a Thursday night, that maybe perhaps it is not so hard and bad to have people bring things because you know, I'm control freaky. Okay. I'm just wondering what is happening here. I know, I know, I know, I know. And, you... and a picnic situation is different. Let's be clear. I can't have you bring into my dinner party necessarily, but like a picnic and a, like a patio and yeah. like a backyard thing. Yes. Fine. Bring your potato salad. Bring your lemon <laughs> Which could potentially cake. be really weird when there's like, you know what it is? I'm going to tell you what it is. The day that the person who came to my house and brought mayonnaise pizza to my house and was like, this is the dish. And I'm like, this, what is this in the middle of all this beautiful food I've prepared? And you did this weird mayonnaise pizza and it was like crescent rolls with mayonnaise and pepperoni on it. And it was horrible. That sounds awful. It was horrible, but it was a thing that they were like, everybody loves it. Everybody loves it. And then I'm like, people are eating this at my house thinking that I made this mayonnaise pizza. <laughs> and I'm like, you can't. Un-. So it was really shame. It was a sh- it was an ego and shame moment, really. I think that's my whole. Co- I think I've just boiled down my control issues. So funny. So what are you going to bring to a picnic is the question. I just want to put it out there. Again, with the ice cream, bring a pint of ice cream and just say, put this in your freezer. If you feel like serving it, great. If not, chow on it at 11 p.m. tonight. Here's to Salad Girl has a recipe that they posted on their Facebook, a roasted potato salad that has no mayonnaise. Yes, I am here for your non-mayonnaise 
Uh, potato salad. Yeah, people. and then they're a little more stable. Like you don't have to worry about if it's refrigerated because yeah. it's a vinaigrette. Well, so. Let me also tell you, you don't really have to worry about mayonnaise outside. Like you know, people know. get freaky about that, and that's I, like this. Stephanie, old you wife know, sale. Yeah. I would eat mayonnaise that has been out on a counter <laughs> overnight. I don't care. You would eat mayonnaise like if it had a little dirt and an ant. hundred percent. Yes, one hundred percent. Just yeah, it's fine. Yes, but no, it's true, and I think that potato salads like that's a whole segment I think we'll do later this yeah, summer. Yeah, like the, I guess are they based in Germany? Germany, the German well, the German potato and, uh, salad is a vinaigrette-based one, yeah. so that's why I'm totally down with you because that is how I grew up eating potato salads. And for me, the pink potato salad that my mom always made with beets, yeah, that's a Christmas tradition. So it's weird that people... That was also weird, like, you know, when I would grow up, like, we didn't make potato salad in the summer. We made it in winter. the winter, yeah. you know, and so it was a very... It was a strange thing. I love the idea of roasting potatoes and then making that as a salad because just it would hold up, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. and have sort of a little bit of more texture. Yeah. Than I made like moi. a bacon blue cheese. I mean, like if you're going to do like you think of a potato salad, why not make it all the elements of like how you want your chive uh, baked potato? Yes. And so <laughs> I throw in I've thrown in like. A little bit of creme fraiche and the blue cheese and then chives and then little bits of tomatoes and bacon. Done. I just like cornichons, chives, mint, cornichons. Why don't I put those in there? Oh, they're so good. And That's a, little a really dill pickle, good idea. Just and your vinaigrette. Mm-hmm. And just a lot of herbs, like tons of herbs, yes. different kinds of herbs. That's Whatever what I you think. have herbs. Yeah. And bring it up to a lemony place, yeah. you know, and don't be afraid that you can still put bacon in with like the lemon and the herbs because that's just a little yes, salt boost. Um, uh, okay, but I do want to say you should bring uh, gin and tonics to your friends, too. Also. I'm having a thought about gin and tonics, and yeah. I want to see what you think. Okay. Do you think it's okay to make, like, a pitcher of them? To bring to someone's house? Yes, or to, like, serve that as your signature cocktail. Oh, absolutely. Not one by one, but just, like, yes. I'm going to pre-make a pitcher. 100%. You just have to make sure that you're doing it. At the moment. Okay. Like, I'm not bringing you to your house a pitcher of gin and tonics because that tonic is, you know what I mean? You can do a pitcher of gin and then bring the tonic along. Yep. Just make sure you're only pouring it as it's being served kind of a thing. But I absolutely believe that that is a great drink to give to people who are, you know, who are like coming to sit for dinner or whatever. Yeah. Like, to me, that's a great starter. And it's like you could put a sprig of thyme, a sprig of rosemary, yeah. a sprig of mint. Yeah. And I would say boost that even farther if you want to do something really interesting. Think about taking that gin and tonic and think about how kind of tonic has that funkiness. You know, it's kind of got like a it's got the quinine tang to Mm -hmm. it. Maybe consider doing a kombucha instead of a tonic and gin and a, you know, kind of like a lemon kombucha or a ginger kombucha has a nice little boost to it. That's a little bit different because I do do shrubs. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a little bit fuzz, but Uh it's a little bit lighter. You know what I mean? It's just a little bit easier on the palate. I think I usually use that, um, uh, Q tonic or what's the other one that starts with an F, uh, fever tree, fever tree, tree. (laughs) uh, elderflower. Yes. And I usually cut it with soda water, too. Right. So I use half of whatever and then half soda water just to make it lighter. Um, I love that. Here's another one that's really easy to do if you want to come to with a dessert to something. Um, and it's kind of is another reason just to have rosé around. But it's berries and rosé. That's it. Just get a bunch of fresh berries, you Yum. know, and you're talking about like strawberries, raspberries, blackberries, whatever. Um, and then you're basically, it's just a little bit of sugar over the top. And then you kind of pour a little rosé and then dollop a little whipped cream on the top. Huh. That's it. That's a pretty nice dessert. 
if that's you think like about my, yeah, and the you, summer version of my ice cream with Heath bars on it yeah. and Kahlua. Yeah, it is. It is literally like, you know, I like God, that. Such a no big deal. One of the other things I also think about that people don't think about that is so easy is an icebox cake. Have you ever made one yes. of those? Yes. That's one of those things that like I think has gone away from us and it is such an easy good thing where you just buy wafer cookies and then you whip a bunch of cream like with vanilla and a little bit of sugar or banana and then pudding. you layer them <laughs> and stick them in the fridge. A trifle. Yeah. It is like a trifle but it's like but if you stick it in the freezer and then it becomes something you can slice. We had Why are a, we not doing more of those? I made a really good one of those a couple years ago and I think I talked about it. Um, for 4th of July, like a red, white, and blue one yeah, with blueberries and strawberries and um, different kinds of ice cream. It was delicious. Oh, yeah, yeah. I love that. Yeah, I remember that. Dolores, my mother-in-law, made a banana pudding this weekend because she oh. had leftover bananas and it was pretty good. Yum. I just wanted some Nilla wafers to dip in there, though. Oh, yeah. I know. That's really, that's just our basic <laughs> like just, side. Yes. Totally basic. Um, chocolate chip cookies, by the way, also. This is one of those things, like, you guys, it's so easy to make. And especially now I think about them and, I, you know, putting a little salt in them or using a little maple syrup to kind of give it a little bit of boosted flavor. But think about it, like, if someone showed up at your house with a box of chocolate chip cookies, wouldn't nobody you be is, like, nobody does that? No, and nobody would ever turn you away. Yeah. Everybody, everybody loves a good chocolate chip cookie. And I think of what a saver that is for a hostess who, like, sometimes for me, I think I do the wrong dessert or, like, I didn't put into account that... I, I don't put a lot of thought into desserts. I'm not going to lie because I'm so busy with all the big stuff yep. and I would rather get that right And because I don't necessarily care about desserts. Right. So I, that's the thing I often farm out and I say, if you want to bring something, bring a dessert. And so for me, if someone showed up with a box of chocolate chip cookies, that would be like amazing. Okay. I would absolutely love that. That would be the kill. How about two like crudite? Yes. Just vegetables with, you know, maybe it's a hummus. Maybe it's just a vinaigrette that you make. Maybe it's cottage cheese mixed with some stuff. That's always good on vegetables, like yeah. just herbs. Yes. Yes. Cottage cheese. I'm not against I'm not <laughs> against your cottage cheese and I know you're basically poking me right now, but I'm just going to say But it is good with vegetables. I still am not going to pick it. <laughs> it is good with vegetables. It's rubbery. Um here's here's another thought. Also something you could bring along and finding out like what is your person making and all the you know what I mean like what kind of if if it's like hey bring a bunch of mixed grill. A lot of people do a mixed grill party where they're like we'll have hot dog or we'll have steaks or yep. chickens but if you want to bring sausages and everything else. I thought about this, corn muffins. Like oh. Because that kind of goes with the meat products, like yeah, in a nice way. Them. And you, and I mean, just if you bring a batch of corn muffins to with someone honey butter. with some honey butter, velvet bees, maybe, honey butter, and like a couple oh, different yum. butters, even that's a great idea. Yes, it is a great idea. I like that idea of bringing uh, corn muffins for people. Um, and then I also thought about um, the idea of like us. So the salad aspect is very strange, you know, I think because like. Like a, an actual green salad, if you're bringing that to someone's house, because you, the dressing it, do you dress it there? Do you not dress it there? Yeah. Does it, you know, and then when you have things in salads, people get weird about like, well, I, I would want this, but there's like radishes in it and I don't like radishes. So I think that's funny. I think having like, if you're going to do a salad, like bring some of the stuff to make it like a satellite salad. You know what I mean? You always are good about like a bar. Yeah, like a baked I potato am. You're bar, right. a salad I want you bar. to customize. You, yeah, you I want like you to be happy. options. Because I so want you to be happy. And if I see that you're not eating it, I'm like, what did I do wrong? <laughs> I put radishes in there. How did I mess that up for you? Dang. Yeah. I will just point out, I don't even know why I'm thinking about this, but when you were talking about grilled ramps oh. at Bardo, when yeah. they set something down that had ramps in it, he called them ramps. He did to see ramps? <laughs> I was like, oh, you must listen to our show. Oh, God. I just, ramps. you know. 
I know. That's the I keep saying it to everybody, by the way. To the ramps. ramps. And mine I bought at Whole Foods. You guys, like they were there and they were like a buck a bunch. So okay. they're around. They're definitely around. Um, all right, there you go. And that's the kind of the gig that we got for your oh, I just wanted to point out this cheddar bacon ranch corn. Like grilling corn and then melting all this stuff on it. I am not here for that. I've heard people talk about this. Have you heard this? No. Okay. We'll talk about this in a minute because okay. we gotta go. Cheddar bacon ranch corn. Yeah, we'll be right back. This is the weekly dish. Hey guys, welcome back to the Weekly Dish. Thanks for hanging with us today. And uh, and hopefully you guys are getting out and having a gorgeous afternoon and a weekend and having all the Memorial Day fun that you possibly can have. Um, I want to touch back on this ch- cheddar bacon ranch for just a hot second because there's a video and I just watched it. This cheddar bacon ranch corn, they're saying like you melt... You know, you put ranch into ranch powder into into butter. You kind of brush your corn and then you grill it. And then you top it with cheddar cheese that melts into the corn. Put on crumbled bacon and, you know, spritz it with sour cream and chives and stuff. Here's the thing. They're not even showing in the video anybody trying to eat this because I guarantee you it's not going to be an okay experience. It's not good. Is this one of those moments where they're like, oh, let's just do this to the food and then nobody ever tries it? I'm not saying like a corn, if you're putting corn with cheddar and bacon and stuff in like a dip, I'd be there for that. But why are you trying to put it on a cob where people are putting it up to their face? Half of it's going to fall off. Like this is the moment where I get mad at Instagram and video stuff because it's (laughs) not for eaters. (laughs) It's not for real. Because it's dumb and nobody wants to do it. Yeah. So that's my problem. There it is. I hear you. I hear you. Thank you. Thank you. I am not interested in fake Corn, corn choices. <laughs> Thank God I have a platform. The dip, right? though, the dip could maybe be good. I would. I'm not saying that those flavors aren't there. I'm saying the execution of this seems like a hey, let's do this, and nobody tried to eat it, and nobody tried to like enjoy it. Yes, like it, no, it ended up. You. It was a great idea, maybe bad execution, bad idea. Yeah. So that's my theory on this. So anyway, uh, hopefully you guys are having uh, a good Memorial Day weekend. Um, let's wrapping it up. Kind of all the things that are... Ha- There's not a ton of stuff happening because I think a lot of people are doing what they want to be doing, which is hanging out in... Um, yeah, people don't program Memorial Day necessarily. Right. You know what I mean? That's why we had so many things last weekend. And a ton of stuff next weekend, too. I will honestly. say, if you are a home cook, um, I want you to know about the Minnesota Wild Rice Contest. It's okay. the 10th annual Get Wild with Wild Rice. Yep. You can submit a recipe, and if you win, there's cash prizes of two hundred fifty or five hundred dollars. So what you do? We had is, them on yeah, a couple years we ago, did. didn't we? And you have until June. I'm sorry, you have until June 9th to get your recipe in. Yeah, go to mnwildrice.org. Okay, and that's where you submit your recipe. So you've got some time. Okay, but if I mean, I've got some mean wild rice ideas. Yeah. I, mean, I don't have enough good ideas. I would need to like sit and be creative about it and think about it. Oh, but you know who I would talk to is Sean Sherman. I oh, mean, like, yes, he is so he was. I'll not, I mean, at the Beard Awards, having these posh women come up to him and 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 you know, they're it's like in this very formal place and it's these awards and white tablecloths and everyone has a drink and this woman you know clearly this new york woman walks up and she's like i'm not quite sure what to do with my wild rice <laughs> like wants <laughs> cooking tips from him and i think that was so funny i uh, make croquettes oh they make really idea. good croquettes that you fry yeah and then you can serve them like on a warm salad yeah 
Yum. Or My favorite salad. thing, I think, was that wild rice porridge that I had at Bachelor Farmer. Oh. Which is like a risotto, which I can't stop thinking of that. How about the, I mean, Manoman porridge yeah. at Hell's Kitchen? That mm-hmm. recipe is spectacular. That is too. Hey, guess what? Uh, milk Jam Creamery and Hot Dogs is open. Oh, mm-hmm. the old... What was that old place? I don't even know what it was. In 38? Yeah, it was like a popcorn place. Yeah, yeah, Dave's Popcorn. You're right. So the hot dog shop is now open there. Um, The Gateway Trailside food truck is open in Stillwater, which is a really cool thing just right off the Gateway Trail. And then the Happy Otter Wood-Fired Pizza, if you're doing any biking up on the Cuyuna Trail... They, there's a cute little wood-fired pizza shack that's right off the trail that I think is kind of fun that they're that doing does that sound stuff. sound fun. Yeah. Um, I've heard that, the, you know, the Caribbean Marina, my favorite cheeseburger on Lake Minnetonka, is supposed to be open. What I'm a is- little worried. I haven't heard anything. Okay. So All right. We'll see. I'm sad to hear that Marla's Caribbean cuisine is closing Can at we the talk end of the about month. that for yeah. a second? And yep. they just had a huge feature in a, either Bon Appetit or Food & Wine. Oh, they did? They had a whole Twin Cities recap. Oh, I think that the, was a Sean Sherman thing where he picked the places. It was the New York couple. Oh. The couple that, that I don't were care looking about. for where they wanted to live and they ended up here. And now they have a whole feature about all their favorite places in the Because they're Cities. New York and they've discovered us. So that makes us now important. And Marla was Marla's was one of their picks. And I was like, ooh, but it's closing at the end of this month. Yeah. I'll... Uh, I'll it's in um it's in I ha- the post i know i don't need to read this stuff. okay i think it's in food and wine or something it's in one of my magazines that i just got oh it's an actual print piece a spread oh in my magazine so okay there it is there's that yep new york media loves to help each other out so <laughs> never mind the actual es- experts who have lived here for years yeah okay. i know it makes you salty it makes me salty um so here's the deal uh do you know there's a winery coming to north loop Yes, actually, Shram. Yeah. They've been really busy. Oh, exactly. They are, uh, have you ever been out there? No. You should go. Yeah. It's fun. There's like, a- Shram Vineyards out in in, in, Wac- in uh, Waconia, they have bocce ball courts, they have all sorts of the food trucks, a great patio. Heather Manley and I have been out there, and it's just, it's a really lovely place, and it's a brewery and and a vineyard. And then they also just opened a new their Shram house in Chaska, a new brewery that's on the bluffs overlooking the beautiful river. And then now they're talking about opening another project, a winery, an urban winery in North Loop. So that's going to be interesting. 2020. Busy kids. Um, I'm wondering when we're going to run out of North Loop buildings. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? It's like, oh, my gosh, something else going in the North Loop. Where? Mm -hmm. And all the rents for real. Um, let me tell you that there's something important we need to talk about. The fact that on Tuesday I will be bartending. I heard this. You're not going to be in town, but you, you guys, listeners, you guys want to come down Tuesday, keep your weekend rolling Tuesday. I will be at lawless distilling and it's kind of this whole Moochie's fun bartending gig. And basically we are going to be, uh, I'm going to be there. There's three drinks that they're going to have made for me. So I'm not going to be mixing your freaking (laughs) like, you know, Hey, you know, let's see if you can make one of these like crazy things. I can't, I can't do it. So like I used to, and I can make what I like, but so what they've done is they have Nick Kosovich was really great. He sent me a list of questions. Like, what do you like to drink? What do you like to eat? What's fun? What's not fun? You know, what's your favorite color? All those kind of things. And I basically came up with, from those questions in which I was like, I think hibiscus is crap most of the time. Uh, I like fat washing things. So there's three cocktails. Dreamy in Japanese. La 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 Croix. Hello. Because uh, my pomplamoose. And then the lunchbox, which is an ode to my Wisconsin days. So I want you to come up to Lala's 6 to 10. You get free Moochie's pizza with every drink. Tuesday.